Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 635, for Saturday, September 12th, 2020. This is the BGG Pageviews edition. Well, as I discussed last week, there was a glitch or something. Uh, That was finally corrected. I've got a lot to say about it if you're interested, but I'll save it for the end of the podcast in case you're not. Down one spot from 19 to 20, Twilight Imperium, the fourth edition by Christian T. Peterson, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 12,563 views, a gain of 3,970 or 46%. Uh, We're going to hear a lot about gains. Every game but one gained from last week because of what was missed from the week before. Uh, 46% actually kind of on the low side. That is 188 more than the number 21 game, Fort, and 4,250 more than last week's number 20. Entering at number 19, Fayum. I'm going to say it's Fayum. F-A-Y, I'm sorry, F-A-I-Y-U-M by Freedom and Freeze, published by 2F Spiele with 12,926. 363 more than Twilight Imperium. Down three spots from 15 to 18, The Crew, by Thomas Singh, published by Cosmos, with 13,004. 78 more than the, uh, than Fayum, a gain of only 40%. It was actually the smallest gain uh, on the list. Back into the top 20, up from 22 last week to number 17 this week, Scythe by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games with 13,802, 798 more than The Crew, a gain of 70%. After two weeks at number 12, down four spots to number 16, Brass, Birmingham, by Matt Tolman, Martin Wallace, and Gavin Brown, published by Roxley Games with 15,259. More than 1,400 clear of Scythe, a gain of 43%. Entering at number 15, or re-entering, Raiders of Scythia by Shem Phillips, published by Garpill Games with 15,479. 220 more than Brass, a gain of 160%. Climbing back up, four spots from 18 to 14, Tainted Grail by Krzysztof Piskorski and Marcin Swierkot, published by Awaken Realms with 15,934. 455 more than Raiders of Scythia, a gain of 77%. That is on the high end of gains. Not the highest, just on the high end. Re-entering at number 13, Mercado de Lisboa by Julian Pombo and Vital Lacerda, published by Eagle Griffin Games with 16,189, 255 more than Tainted Grail. Climbing again for the second week from 14 to 12, Wingspan by Elizabeth Hargrave, published by Stonemeyer Games with 16,263, 74 more than Mercado de Lisboa, a gain of 65%. And entering at number 11, Rurik, that's spelled R-U-R-I-K, 
I Stand Kordonsky, published by Peacekeeper Games, with 16,284. 21 more than wingspan, a gain of more than 800%. The subtitle of Rurik is Dawn of Kiev. The gap from Rurik at 11 down to Brass at 16 is only just over a 1,000 views. We have only two new entries in the top 10 this week. The two games falling out are both fall out of the top 100. From number 8, Hadrian's Wall. From number 10, Paladins of the West Kingdom, City of Crowns. Down just one spot from number 9 to number 10, Terraforming Mars by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games with 19,642, 3,300, more than Rurik, a gain of 63%. That is also 7,700 more than last week's number 10. This is the 200th week on the chart for Terraforming Mars. It is the first game to hit that threshold. Last week's number one tumbles down eight spots to number nine, Mariposas by Elizabeth Hargrave, published by Alderac Entertainment Group with 21,392. 1,700 more than Terraforming Mars, and the only game to have fewer views last week, uh, this week rather than last week, a decline of 22%. After two weeks at number seven, down one to number eight, Root by Cole Whirley, published by Leader Games with 23,217. 1,800 more than Mariposas, a gain of 49%. After two weeks at number six, down one spot to number seven, Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games with 25,509. 2,300 more than Root, a gain of 55%. The first of our two new entries returns after eight months away and charts for the second time at number six, Tekenu. It's spelled T-E-K-H-E-N-U by Daniela Teschini and David Turchi, published by Board and Dice with 26,030. 521 more than Gloomhaven, a gain of 250% or three and a half times what it had last week. Last week it was number 25, so a 19-position gain. The subtitle of Tekenu is Obelisk of the Sun. It is an ancient Egypt-themed dice-drafting action selection game in which there is an obelisk at the center of the board and its shadow actually affects gameplay. It is from the designers of Teotihuacan and Anachrony, and was recently released. At number five, for the third consecutive week, Spirit Island by R. Eric Roos, published by Greater Than Games with 26,494. 464, more than Tekenu, a gain of 58%. Uh, Tekenu actually broke up the four, five, six, and seven games. They would have all repeated in the same spot for two weeks in a row. Uh, Number four repeats for the second week in a row. Arkham Horror, the card game, by Nate French and Matthew Newman, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 28,000, 
978, 2,500 more than Spirit Island, a gain of 65%. This is the 150th week for Arkham Horror, the card game on the chart, making it only the third game to hit that mark. Our highest new entry is a debut at number three, Coatl, that is spelled C-O-A-T-L, Coatl, by Pascal Brassard and Etienne Dubois-Roy, published by Synapses Games, with 30,493, 1,500 more than Arkham Horror, and a gain of 1,200%. The theme of Coatl is Aztec-themed, You are building sculptures of feathered snakes, that is the coatl of the name. You draw tiles to your personal board, and then you build these snakes out of actual chunky plastic pieces. It was also the subject of a Board Game Geek contest. At number two for the second week in a row, Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games with 33,327. 2,800 more than Coatl, a gain of 55%. But retaking the number one spot, last week number three, the week before number 10, this week up to number one, charting there for the sixth time, Marvel Champions by Michael Boggs, Nate French, and Caleb Grace, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 41,441 views more than 8,000 clear of Jaws of the Lion, and a 107% gain. That is more than just the gain that every game had this week. That is something extra, more than double its views from last week. This is the third time Marvel Champions has been number one this year. It was number one the first two weeks of the year, so it's been away for eight months. And it becomes the 16th game to have six or more weeks at number one. As for why it has spiked, there have been a number of new announcements and expansion releases lately. Okay, so what about the change in uh, views? Everything you heard had large percentage gains. Well, that glitch from last week I told you about where basically two days there were no views. Uh, There were a couple more days like that over the weekend. That was finally corrected on Monday. So I mentioned last week that I used Pandemic Legacy Season 1 as sort of a canary in the coal mine for these situations. And uh, its view total came to a complete halt over the weekend. Thursday it had 605 views. Friday, 575. Those are pretty normal totals. Saturday, only 55. Sunday, zero. And then uh, Monday, the correction was made. I mean, Monday morning it still showed zero, but then Tuesday... There was a spike of 3,800 over where it was um, the week over the day before. So that was everything that had been missing from late last week, and I would say somewhat more. Last week, we saw common declines among consistent performers, the people we hear week in, week out in the top 20, the games rather, uh, declines of about 20%. Uh, So if those missing views were simply recovered, in this past week, then we would have expected the same gains to have a gain of 50%. So you can think of it this way. Let's say a game normally has 10,000 views. A 20% decline means it would have had 
uh, 8,000 views, right? Lost 2,000. Then if it got those 2,000 views that it normally had back, like added back in the following week, uh, we would expect it to have 12,000, right? The 10,000 it would normally have plus 2,000 more. And the difference from 8,000 to 12,000 is a gain, so to speak, of 4,000 views or 50% of the 8,000 total. So that all the 20% declines, I would have expected to see 50% gains. But as you've heard, what we actually saw is a little more than that. Uh, for example, Pandem Pandemic Legacy Season 1, two weeks ago, had 4,789 views. Last week, it was at 3,755. That was a decline of 22%. But this week, it went up to 6,264. That's a gain of 67%, not 50 like it should have been. And so of the 12, what I call consistent performers on the list, uh, the range is normally, or the range is, as you heard, from 40% gain for uh, the crew all the way up to a 77% gain for Tainted Grail. And the games in the 40 to 50% gain range all lost position. The ones in the 50 to 60% range either held position or slightly fell back. There's a mix in the 60 to 70 range, and in those that gained 70 to 80 percent, gained a large amount. So the average gain was something like 60 percent, not 50. Uh, though last week, those same games average uh, ranged from minus 17 to minus 23, and then we see pretty consistent placement. Right, you heard all those games that basically uh, were in the same spot they were last week. So what this suggests to me is that there must have been a little view total suppression in the numbers even before it became very obvious. So uh, that's why the there was a little bit more added in than just the, the 50% gain. So this week was anomalous again. Uh, I would expect probably noticeable declines for every game again next week, and then it'll be pretty much back to normal. All right, well, that's it then. For Saturday, September 12th, 2020.